Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius, and welcome back to the Fortress of the Mind podcast. And in this podcast episode, we're going to be talking about a reader's email that I got a few days back that deals with a question of how to handle friends or people who appear to be friends when you feel that they are not treating you the way you should be treated. How to deal with the subtle psychological games that friends and regular acquaintances can play with us. What's the best way to deal with it? What's the best way to handle it? And it's a good question because we all have these types of encounters. We all have these types of experiences where we interact with people, we work with people, we play with people, and we find that people's behavior when they're alone with us is very different from the behavior that we experience with them when they're with others. And if it's a couple guys, often guys can act very different when they're around attractive women. And this uh, raises some important issues that I want to talk about. So let's read his email and then we'll go into some discussion about it. And I think this guy's a younger guy. I think he's in his uh, early 20s. And he says, Quintus, I wanted to write you to ask you a opinion or I wanted to write you to ask your opinion on a specific situation I've been dealing with. I have a friend from school who I feel is betraying me. I'd like to know your thoughts on this situation. Whenever we're together talking or hanging out, all is well. But whenever we get together in the presence of an attractive girl, I can sense he is trying to make jokes at my expense and put me down in order to ingratiate himself with the girls. I can can clearly see he is doing it to ingratiate himself with the girl. I've mentioned it before, but he seems to keep doing it. I've known him for a long time and do not want to break off the friendship. What are your thoughts? What should I do? All right. Well, this is a good question. And there's a few comments I would want to make about this, first of all. Um, I can't remember exactly who the philosopher was that said it, but I'm, I'm thinking right now because I remember reading this in uh, the, the book uh, Diogenes Laertius, Lives of the Philosophers. It's a collection of anecdotes and little biographies of, uh, of philosophers of the classical world. Very, very good book. I've, I've always liked it. Some people don't really like it very much, but I do. And I remember one of the philosophers in there, and I think it was Aristippus. I I can't remember exactly who it was. But one of them said, uh, there's an anecdote about a similar situation where someone asked, I believe it was Aristippus or Diogenes, uh, you know, hey, Diogenes, you know, I feel like I'm being abused by people. What's your thoughts on it? And his answer was, he gave a one-sentence answer. He said, cease to hang out a sign of invitation. Okay, cease to hang out a sign of invitation. And what he meant by that is this. If you feel that you're being maltreated, if you feel that you're being abused or taken advantage of by someone else, cease to hang out a sign of invitation. Now, that might seem like harsh advice because not every situation where we are maltreated by others is our fault. Not every situation. But if we really think about it, a lot of them are. A lot of them are. I remember when someone first gave me similar advice to that. My first reaction was I was a little bit put off. I was like, well, you know, how can you say that? 
You know, you're, it's almost like you're blaming me. Other people are messing with me and you're, you're sort of reflecting it back on me. You're trying to blame me for it. But then, you know, I thought about it a little bit more. I thought about it a little bit more and I really started to analyze my own thoughts, my own behavior. And I said, you know what? Maybe I am subconsciously or not so subconsciously sending clues out, sending messages out that it's okay to walk all over me. It's okay to treat me in a certain way. And then I started to change my behavior and I saw results happen immediately. Because this is the thing. No one can really do anything to you in normal social circumstances that you don't allow them to do. Nobody can do things to you that you don't first allow them to do. Have you ever noticed that there are certain people that just never get fucked with? Certain people, just the way they walk around, the way they carry themselves, the way they talk, the way they look, the way they behave, the way they do everything, nobody messes with them. And that's because they give off the unconscious signals through their body language, their attitude, their swagger, whatever, that I'm here occupying space. I'm not someone that's going to be messed with. You don't even think about messing with me. Don't even think about it. And that message resonates. That message carries because humans are animals and they pick up on those nonverbal cues. And when I think of the situation that you've proposed, when I think of the situation that this reader has proposed, has posed to us in his question, I think of a few possibilities. First, first off, I think this guy genuinely has affection for this other dude, this other friend of his, and I think he feels hurt that this guy is being a dick, basically, you know, trying to score points with other people by making jokes at his expense or trying to score points with women. It's a form of white knighting in some ways. It's, it's, a, it's, it's chicken shit behavior. It's, it's real chicken shit behavior. And it's a way of basically uh, transmitting to the world that, hey, I can't really stand on my own. I can't really shine on my own. I have to put down other people in order to look good to others. And it's doubly bad when you do it to a friend. So my feeling is this guy who's doing this, he probably has some secret or hidden jealousy about you, or he has some secret resentment, or basically he just has no social skills, and the only way he feels that he can accomplish anything is by putting other people down and you just happen to be in the way and you know regardless of the reason and i don't think you should spend too much time trying to dwell on the reason because another thing that's important is you have no obligation to crawl around other people's heads you have no obligation to try to divine the motivations you have to divine the motivations of what of what other people do Okay, you're responsible for your own actions. You're not responsible for what other people say or other people do. And the minute you try to predict or to crawl around in someone's head as to why they're doing what they're doing, you're going to go crazy because you're never going to really know. But there is a way to handle it. I think there is a way to handle it. What I would do, I would, if you want to be the gentleman approach. Maybe take the guy aside and say, look, I've noticed that you're doing this. I don't appreciate it. Stop doing it. 
And you don't have to be a dick about it. You don't have to be offensive about it. You can just state it in a matter-of-fact way and give them one last chance. And if you see the behavior continue, then I think you need to move on and, and maybe dissociate yourself with this guy because if he's making you upset, if he's pissing you off, unless you have some sort of business connection with him or you work together and you can't avoid him, I think just, just avoid him in social settings. You know, Don't put yourself in that situation where other people can score off you or make jokes at your expense. Cease to hang out a sign of invitation, as I said earlier. Because, like I said, nobody can do anything to you that you don't first allow them to do. All right. Now, I know there are exceptions to the rule. I know there are extreme examples of when people can just do malicious things out of the blue and you're totally not responsible for it. And I get that. So don't take that too far. But what I am saying is that very often in social situations, we send out clues that it's okay to be treated a certain way. And it's normal. You know, humans are always testing boundaries with each other. It, boundaries get tested in relationships between men and women. They get tested in relationships with friends. They get tested in relationships with, with siblings, brothers, sisters, with fathers, sons, mothers, daughters, family, friends, work. It happens all the time. And it's up to you to establish boundaries. If you don't set the boundaries, they're going to set them for you. And I can guarantee you, you're not going to like how those boundaries are set. Because you'll find gradually that your space is being encroached on more and more and that you're being squeezed harder and harder. But I you know, I, I have sympathy. I, I, I feel for you. I know it hurts. I feel bad for that situation because I've often been in similar situations and I've had to take action to rectify it. And sometimes it's cost friendships, but you have to say to yourself, if that person was behaving in that way. He was never a real friend anyway. And there's no no harm, no foul, as they say. There's no harm, no foul. And you're better off just moving on because, you know, friendships don't last forever. I think uh, Charles de Gaulle said that uh, treaties were like flowers and women. They last while they last. They last while they last. And often that's not forever. And one of the reasons why I liked this email was because it brought up or tied together with a point that I read recently. I'm reading this book right now. It's, it's a pretty good book. I think I mentioned it on Twitter. Uh, the book's title is, is Assholes, A Theory. And the author's name is Aaron James. Now, before you laugh, realize that this is actually a serious book. This is written by a professor of philosophy at a California school. I don't know what the school it is. It may be uh, USC or one of the other. It's actually a New York Times bestseller. It's a very good book. It's a, it's a serious treatise, and it's about, as the title suggests, it's about assholes. What are they? Why do they behave the way they do? And how can we protect ourselves from them or manage them? Because one of the points of this book is that every year our society is generating more and more assholes. They're, all, they're out there. And they're all, they fit the same profile. They all fit the same general profile. And he talks about that in the book. And I want to read a little bit of what he says. He's talking about the three operative features of the asshole. 
The first one, he says, the asshole allows himself to enjoy special advantages and does so systematically. Number two, the asshole does this out of an entrenched sense of entitlement. And three, the asshole is immunized by his sense of entitlement against the complaints of other people. So these are the three salient features of the asshole. He is someone who has a sense of entitlement, he feels immunized by his behavior, and he feels not answerable to anyone. He can do whatever he wants because he's in the right. And the reader's email that I talked about in this podcast shares some features with that. One could say that this friend of his that he's complaining about has some of those features of the asshole. And you know, another really good point that Professor James makes in this book, because this is something I've often thought about when you encounter an asshole or an idiot or a dunce or a dork in your life, and you say, why is it that that person irritates me so much? It seems like such a minor thing. You know, like this guy's email, we could say, well, you know, it's, a, it's such a minor thing. You know, you're at a social setting and somebody's ranking on you in front of women or trying to uh, make himself look good, but yet there's something really off-putting about it. Or when you encounter an asshole in your everyday life, you know, something happens and it, it, uh, it gets under your skin and you ask yourself, why? Why does it bother me so much? Well, this professor has an answer for that. What he says is, the reason, uh, I'll read the actual quote, but basically the summary, the reason why the asshole offends us in a morally repugnant way is because he intrudes upon our sense of being recognized. He denies us our value as a human being to be recognized. You know, this is a, an important point. He says, and this is the quote, he says, We have suggested that the asshole is morally repugnant because, even when the material costs he imposes are small, he fails to recognize others in a fundamental, morally important way. This is the heart and soul of our account of why the asshole is so bothersome. So we should more fully delve into the moral question before moving on to less weighty concerns. And this is so important. This is so important because I think what James has done here, Professor James, Aaron James, the author of the book, what he's done is so important because he's he's identified why. Why the apparently insignificant asshole is so annoying and so bothersome because he doesn't recognize us in a morally important way. We don't matter to him. To the asshole, you don't matter. And that's something that this reader or this this reader who sent the email should understand. This friend of yours, he doesn't care about you. You don't register on his moral radar screen. It's almost as if he was talking to himself and he's just using you as a punching bag. And that really is the truth because so many of these people that our society breeds have no sense of social consciousness. They just don't. And Professor James goes on to say this. He says, If being a person with basic moral status means anything, it at the very least means that one is owed respect and consideration as a being endowed with capacity to reason. In particular, people are endowed with powers that enable them to consider and evaluate how someone has acted. A mountain, a whale, a tree, though deserving of consideration and appreciation in its own right, 
lacks the range of abilities needed to question the justifiability of what others have done. The community of persons is, in this way, special. Now the asshole, Professor James says, by contrast, is wholly immunized against the complaints of others. Whether or not the complaint is ultimately reasonable, the person is not registered from the asshole's point of view as worthy of consideration. The person who complains is not seen as a potential source of reasonable complaint, but is simply walled out. If the person complaining is, quote, standing up for herself, unquote, in order to be recognized, it is as though she were physically present, but morally non-existent in the asshole's view of the world. And that really gets to the heart of the matter. That really gets to the essence of why assholes like this friend of this guy are so irritating. And so we have to stand up for ourselves. We have to register. We have to force other people to acknowledge us as morally registerable human beings. And if someone is unwilling to do that, if someone is unwilling to acknowledge that, then that person is not someone that you want to associate with And that person is not someone that you want to have a relationship with. And in all of our relationships, we will come to a point where we will be tested. And we will see if our partner, if that girl that you're going out with, or if you're a girl listening to this, that guy that you're going out with, if they are not acknowledging you in a morally reasonable way, or or if they are going on to simply wall you out and not register you as a morally uh, recognizable entity, then there's a problem. And there's a problem that needs to be addressed. So I hope this answers the questions that were originally posed to me here. And I want to thank you for joining us here at Fortress of the Mind. And we will be back soon here to answer additional questions that relate to issues of general concern. I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.